Welcome to the All Hello School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we're talking different languages. Well, not literally, with the Head of Languages Department, Jonathan Gwilliam. Jonathan's about to explain to us what the Languages Department looks like at All Hallows, why it's important to learn a second language, despite the fact that it seems increasing numbers of people might be starting to believe it's not so essential in 2021, and what the language trips look like when the children get to experience life in another country. But we also hear about Jonathan's own experience of learning a language at school and how that looked when he began visiting some of our European neighbours. That's all coming up in this episode, so let's get into it right now with the Head of Languages, Jonathan Gwilliam. Jonathan, thank you for being here on this episode of the podcast. How are you today? I am very well indeed, thank you. The weather's, you know, on the change a bit as it's the 1st of October. Uh, and interestingly, I've just come from a Spanish lesson. We're very lucky here at All Hallows to have um, a small troop, and army of overseas Spanish boarders with us. And it's been brilliant to be using them in lessons. So I've had seven Spanish pupils in my Spanish lesson just now teaching pretty much one to one, maybe one to two the weather in Spanish to some year eight pupils. And oh, it's, awesome. uh, it's a lovely, lovely atmosphere in there. And the, the English pupils love being taught by their peers, their Spanish peers. And actually, the Spanish pupils love having the responsibility of teaching their own language to the English and French pupils as well. So it, mm. is, uh, it's, it, it was a really nice lesson, actually. Mm. No, that sounds fantastic. I, I guess there's no, no better way to learn Spanish in this example than from someone who is Spanish. It's, um, it's a brilliant resource that we have here. And it's something that I have been aiming to uh, use since my arrival uh, two and a bit years ago, you know, because as, as if I may sound so bold, good at languages as I am, I am English, my accent's not going to be perfect, you know, my pronunciation's better than okay, obviously, and my knowledge of the language is good, but mm -hmm. it's it's the best way to learn is from, uh, you know, it's better to learn French from a French person or French-speaking mm. native Spanish from a Spanish native, etc. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're right. In fact, I'm thinking back to my own education. My French teacher at school was Irish. And so she taught all of us how to speak French with an Irish accent, which I didn't even know was <laughs> a possible thing. But but that's how we learned French. And uh, it's quite a, quite a strange sort of accent to have when you're speaking French. Yeah, so I had to, I mean, in the, some ways, unlearn that afterwards. Sure. But I mean, the thing is, as well, though, what I would say makes me hopefully uh, a good language teacher is the fact that I've been on the learning journey as well so whereas to a large degree it is fantastic to pick up language from a native speaker I think having had an English speaker learn the language as well and remembering I'm trying to remember how I learned the language when I was younger when I when I teach the pupils and I mm -hmm. think drawing on that experience so 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 it's great that here at All Hallows really they have a mixture of me with my teaching and language learning experience being topped off really by the amazing experience they're getting mm. from learning from the native speakers. Great combination. Okay, so we're going to yeah. be talking then about language at All Hallows in such a school environment, but I'd love to know a little bit about your own education, Jonathan. So could you tell us a little bit about where you went to school, what your own experience of school was like, whether it's positive or negative or just generally what it was like? So at the time, my experience of being at school was, was largely positive, I must say. I went to a, a grammar school in Gloucestershire and um, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, when I started learning to, to, starting training as a teacher, 
I did actually start finding out that I was possibly not being taught in a way that benefited me. The old sort of grammar school way of learning in the mid-80s and onwards when I was there was pretty much teacher reading to the class. I remember, you know, I loved history, but um, the history teacher, as brilliant and as fantastic as he was, would literally be just reading notes lecture style to the class. Mm. And I, I guess the teachers then really uh, relied on their character, really, to, to bring life to the lesson. Mm. But my favourite teacher, my favourite teachers at school were the language teachers because they seemed to be the ones who were pushing boundaries a bit. You know, they weren't just reading to us. They weren't just giving verb tables for us to go away and learn. They were actually starting to use the overhead projector. I don't know if you know what one of those is. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember them well. Long, yeah. long, long been consigned to the dustbin. But one teacher in particular just spent ages making these fantastic resources and playing games on the overhead projector. And the, the visual element of that combined with listening to the language and everything just completely drew me in. Hmm. And I think that's why I began to develop a love for languages because that subject was taught in a style that suited my learning style. Hmm. And I've since found out since becoming a teacher that the whole listening and reading and listy styly just didn't suit me. I didn't know better at the time. I loved hmm. it. I had a great time. But since hmm. I've become a professional, I now understand that the way I learned back then did not suit me. But certainly, the and, and that's, as I say, why the, the, the language teachers... I, I just loved their lessons because they just seemed to be honest a bit more fun and a bit they were a bit more multi-dimensional hmm. I think everybody remembers their favorite teachers at school and surely in your situation here it's no great surprise that here you are head of languages in a school given the fact that your favorite teachers at school were the language teachers exactly right I think for me I mean I think I've just hinted that to be honest at school I wasn't the most academic I wasn't the most successful as I said I found sciences really hard I was good at maths but didn't really love it mm -hmm. um, I loved the languages but I was nowhere near top of the class I, mm -hmm. there were certain elements of language that I was good at but there were certain elements that I wasn't quite so good at but what I really really enjoyed was the door was the door was never shut on me mm -hmm. that's the thing um, mm -hmm. even though I was you know I, I, I did well at GCSE did quite well at A-level didn't get into my first choice uni but the thing is the door was never shut on me mm. and and I just kept going and I just had this plan once I'd been on some exchange trips so I went on to, to an exchange trip to France when I was in year nine I went to Munich in year 10 and in uh, lower sixth year 11 uh, year 12 mm -hmm. um, which completely just just loved going I mean I came from like the Gloucestershire countryside all of a sudden I was in Munich and it was just like wow this place is amazing yeah. and and I think going to the countries on the trips was certainly a big thing for me at the time and mm. my family we used to go on holiday to France a lot and I just and I, I actually remember getting off the I, I don't know why but I remember getting off the ferry for the first time uh, in France since I started learning French in year seven mm -hmm. and I started recognizing some of the words on posters and signposts that I'd mm. been taught in class that year and then all mm. of a sudden the connections were there yeah and things like um, boulangerie I, I, and uh, boucher yeah, and things I, like that I, yeah and and you know um farmers selling their fruit you know and and having like all the fruits listed up on the on on the on the placards and stuff mm. and that's when it it just started becoming real I guess Mm. Um, so there I was in my favourite lesson going to France. Oh, wow, 
I know that. I know what that means. Blah blah mm. blah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And 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 that's really where the love for languages took off. So actually going to the countries as well. Mm. And and yeah. So my plan really was enjoy languages, keep going. And the door was never shut on me. I went to university. And again, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't overly successful at university, nowhere near top of the class. But um, my German professor at the time was um, impressed at my willingness to always put my, you know, put my hand up, try, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. So although Mm. I wasn't always Mm. correct, I was quite vocal in the class and quite willing to put my head on the block and give things a go. Mm. And because he liked the fact that I was adventurous and kept trying he gave me his best placement um work placement for the for the third year Mm -hmm. and that's when I went to live in Austria for a year for um for six months sorry and then France for six months and that was it Mm. that was all I needed just to live in those countries (laughs) was just amazing and um when I finished uni I went straight back out to Austria and lived there for four years and being in the country and and that's where my fluency has really come from not really i'll be honest with you at school in gcse a level even no. uni it's actually living that that's where my fluencies come from mm. and as i say it was a, it was a long journey but it's 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 um something i'm i'm actually really quite proud of the fact that i've managed to i guess yeah i'm, I'm just very proud of having achieved that really mm. living in different countries and and, mm. and and building up a real good knowledge of those languages and no, cultures rightly definitely. so rightly so Okay, so let me ask you a slightly ridiculous question. Here we are in a post-Brexit world. Do we in the UK need to learn a second language like French or Spanish or anything like that? It is becoming more of a challenge trying to give people, incentivise people to want to learn a second language when they say, well, what's the point? Do you find that there are people actually suggesting that, that there might not be a point? I mean, even Jurgen Klopp came out a few weeks ago or a few months ago and said what's the point in an English guy learning German all the Germans speak English perfectly and they have done for years certainly as the internet age started sort of um, taking hold uh, the French in particular and uh, and the Spanish too were quite fierce in trying to protect their language hmm. against the influence of English the Germans were not so um, for for multitude of reasons that I, I not going to get into now but basically yeah the French were very certainly very protective of their language Mm. but in the last 10 years five ten years we are now seeing more and more English vocabulary creeping into the French language more and more English vocabulary creeping into the Spanish and Italian languages Mm. Um, when I used to go to France 10 15 15 plus years ago I could speak French and they'd speak French back to me, you know, mm. lovely. Even now when I go to France, more and more people, when you're speaking French to them, they're speaking English back. You know, mm. they, they, they are, because of the influence of music and film and the internet and streaming mm. and all of that, you know, and for young pupils growing up in France, in Spain, in Italy, you know, it is quite cool to learn English because of the songs and everything they listen to. So oh, on I that see. side of things, right. so on that side of things, it's becoming less and less, I guess, necessary for us to learn a language purely because everywhere else seems to be just picking up English much much quicker than they used to Hmm. but there are so many advantages to learning a second language that I keep trying to promote and the world is becoming in in some respects uh, a little bit more insular and I think that actually we need to begin to fight against that 
and actually learning a language and trying to understand other cultures is one of the main things that we can do to build bridges with other countries you know I, I am finding at the moment you know in, in the press and everything there is a bit of a them and us situation at the moment no brexit 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 is it's us versus them yeah and i don't i think that's that's really sad that that's happening yeah you know this not not from a political point of view or, any, or anything like that you know people voted for brexit or whatever for, for whatever reason they did mm-hmm. but I, I do find it quite sad that we do seem to be sort of shrinking and becoming a bit more insular mm. and i think actually the whole purpose of Brexit really was to actually become more global with our outreach. Mm. And if that's the case, then we really need to start um, learning more and about other cultures um, mm. and and reaching out to them. And learning language is really the first step to that. Mm. And then on on the on another side as well, it's you know even if you're never going to use say Spain, uh, Spanish in Spain or French in France or whatever, it's good for your brain. It's really you know it uses both yeah. side both halves of your brain all the time. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a really useful language to learn. Uh, sorry, useful subject to learn. Yeah, uh, it's quite an interesting response there because uh, I, I guess my question was asked with a healthy amount of sarcasm in an almost flippant kind of way. But in many ways, I find that quite sad to to hear that that people have actually questioned whether or not there is any uh, validity in learning, you know, French as a second language. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, what's what's happening now, and it's a really, really great move, is that there are more and more schools looking to learn languages from outside of Europe you know such as Mandarin Arabic Mm. Mm. which is really really good I I feel though whilst that's a really really positive step those are difficult challenging languages and I do think that maybe just having a good exposure to foreign language learning with French or Spanish or German or Italian whatever's taught in most schools Mm -hmm. that's a really useful first step before moving Mm. on to the more challenging global languages definitely mm. Mm. but that's something that i'm trying to uh, address here with the language of the term program it's been a little bit disrupted by covid but we did manage to do two weeks of japanese uh, in the last school year oh, wow. where the whole school stopped and we did a couple of weeks of japanese and the pupils absolutely loved it wow absolutely so is there is it. there a yeah. future long-term plan then to pick up japanese yeah as so part of... so not not japanese per se so the my my, my aim really is for pupils here to be leaving at the end of year eight to go on to whatever adventure they're going to next to be what I call language curious. So not necessarily Mm. brilliant at French and that's it. I want them to be language curious. So I want them to leave Old Hallows being quite good at French and quite good at Spanish and having had a little bit of a sample of some other languages, whether Mm. that's Italian in an Italian club or with language of the term, where we would do Japanese. We've done Japanese for two weeks. We've got Russian in the pipeline for later in this year, mm-hmm. where the pupils will be doing a couple of weeks of Russian. And um, in my previous school, if I may talk about them, I did Turkish, we did Dutch, we did Polish for a couple of weeks. And really, really popular part of the school year. The whole school does it together, which is really nice. So the year twos and year threes are learning the same as the year sixes, sevens and eights. So it brings a nice community feel to the school. Mm-hmm. And and, and it's, it is actually just a nice break from, from French and Spanish. Mm. Uh, it's, it's nice to do something different. And, mm. you know, had it not been for COVID, we'd have had maybe getting some guest speakers in or... So when we do the Russian language of the term later on this year, mm-hmm. we'll be asking the canteen to prepare to prepare some Russian food, you know, to, to go with it. So make it more of an event. Excellent. Hopefully without the vodka, though. Uh, Jonathan, you mentioned about how you, your, your language of 
uh, your love of language and your knowledge of speaking, for example, French was spurred on by actually being out there. Tell me a little bit about what opportunities there are for children to go out to, to France on, on a languages trip. So at present, we run a trip to a chateau in Normandy. Lovely building, beautiful grounds. It's a bit like a PGL camp, mm -hmm. but in northern France. Ooh, okay. And so it's like an outward bounds thing. Mm -hmm. But the outward bounds, uh, so pupils go there for a week, but everything is run in totally in French. It's what's called a language immer uh, immersion center. Oh, good. And all of the all of the instructors instructors, sorry, do everything in French from wake up calls, explaining what they're having for breakfast, how to tidy up, how to do each activity. Mm -hmm. You know, and the activities are range from archery to baking baguettes to there's a, there's a wonderful activity in which they just go through like crawling through loads of tunnels of mud and they just get absolutely oh, wow. caked in mud. Brilliant. It's really really good fun. But it's but everything's done in French and like mm. completely everything done in French, mm. and that language immersion uh, is is a is a wonderful thing to do actually, and mm -hmm. the pupils always love going, and we were due to go in a couple of weeks, but because of cost of PCR testing and you know what we didn't want to happen was to travel over there and to have maybe two or three positive cases of COVID and then have to quarantine in France for two weeks before coming home and th th there's been a lot of logistical issues around organizing it so I'm hoping that we can go at some point in 2022 mm. you know but um so so that's a, a really really nice trip and because we have just started building up the Spanish teaching here I'm also in contact with a similar place in Spain mm. so that language immersion is such such a good thing and I very much look forward to going again and starting up the trips to Spain. Fantastic. And in a nutshell, which languages do you teach at All Hallows? So 50-50, Spanish and French. Mm -hmm. It used to be, uh, I believe, before I came here, pretty much French all the time with hints of Spanish. Okay. But because Spanish is so popular in secondary senior schools now, mm. um, I think it's prudent really for the pupils to be leaving All Hallows with you know, a good command of two languages rather mm. than a brilliant command of one, if that makes any sense. I mean, they can be brilliant at two if they want to be. Mm. But but yeah, so they, they leave here with French and Spanish, plus having had the opportunity to um, have a look periodically at weird and wonderful languages from all over the world. Mm. But I love that. So it's French and Spanish as opposed to French or Spanish. Yeah. Awesome. Because I remember when it's, I was it, at school and when a lot of parents listening to this may well have been at school, you'd have a choice of languages, wouldn't you? You, you could either learn in a lot yeah. of schools, either French or German, but quite often yeah. not both. And sometimes, I mean, in, in a few schools I've worked at or known before, um, it depends on what half of the year group you land in, whether you're given a language or not. There's no choice mm. at all. Mm. Um, mm. I, I think, obviously, the, the, the nature of the independent school business, I think, the pupils will leave at the end of year eight. They will go to their senior school in year nine. And I think it's a really nice thing for them to be able to have a choice of what language they want to pursue mm. or even languages they want to pursue mm -hmm. from year nine onwards mm. rather than be forced down a particular path. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think we really help them in that respect. Jonathan, for fun, last question. If you could learn any language overnight and be fluent in it, almost like some kind of plug-in, which language would you choose? Not, not really a fun answer, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, but it would be Finnish. One okay. of my best friends is, yeah, one of my best friends is Finnish. When I lived in Austria, I used to work with a guy from Finland, and we, and because of 
you know 21st century social media we're in touch all the time mm. um and we're both liverpool fans so we travel mm. to uh, liverpool once a year to watch a match um he lives in milan actually with he's got he's got an italian wife so he's a finnish guy he's got an italian wife and we met in Austria, so that's um, that's pretty cool. Um, but I do I do know that Finnish is one of the most difficult languages to learn, and so that would be awesome to wake up tomorrow and be able to to speak Finnish and have a a nice cool pear cider in Helsinki with my friend Kimo speaking Finnish. That would be lovely. I'd love that. Oh, that does that does sound very good. Very good, Jonathan. If anyone's heard anything and they want to get in touch with you to find out more about languages at All Hallows, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me would be by email, which is uh, jgwilliam at allhallowsschool.co.uk. I think you'd probably be able to find a link to that somewhere on our website. I'm pretty sure in the languages part. But jgwilliam, all one word, all lowercase, at allhallowsschool.co.uk. And gwilliam is spelled G-W-I-L-L-I-A-M. Is that right? That is it, yep. Perfect. Okay, so that's jgwilliam at allhallowsschool.co.uk. Fantastic. Jonathan, thank you for being here and talking to us today, talking about the importance of learning languages and about how how you love seeing children leave being language curious. I'm going to remember that phrase. So thank you for that and thank you for your time here today. No problem. Thank you very much. So that was Jonathan Gwilliam, Head of Languages, giving his take on European life in 2021. Thank you for coming on to this episode of the podcast, Jonathan. I loved hearing about how you want everyone to be language curious. What a great phrase. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.